Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more, all for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Bradfo Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel Hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm okay. waiting for you to so justify what? your stupid opinion. Bradford Show. That's delicious. Special emergency Bradford Show because after about a week's worth of games, maybe about 10 games, depending on when you're listening to this, we have to check in and, and really get the lay of the land and take stock of where we're at. And there's no better person for his second ever podcast appearance than bench coach Gary DeSarcina to, to, to reflect and, and see, this is what I thought this team was, and now this is what I know this team to be, or at least think this team to be. So, Gary, first of all, thank you for coming on. Hey, it's my pleasure. I appreciate it. So let's go down the list. We, I had said to you, I remember we were talking in Foxwoods, and really I was comparing, doing the unfair comparison of Mike Trout and Mookie Betts, and you're saying how you know Mike Trout, when you could hear him come around third, and I didn't know what, what Mookie Betts is going to be like because I haven't been around him. And it just doesn't have to be Trout, Betts, or anybody else, but I'm just curious, what are some of the things that have jumped out to you, not having been with this team, but only seeing this team from across the field now that you have been the bench coach for the Boston Red Sox? Well, you know, in regards to Mookie, it's, it's unfair, really, because he hasn't been with us a ton. You know, when he got sick, he, you know, he, uh, he disappeared really for three or four days. And I think it's unfair to really compare um, from the season to now um, just because his timing's not there. He's not in the flow of things. He's just getting back into rhythm. Um, obviously, he stands his in spring training, his raw ability, his ability to drive the ball uh, in, from batting practice into a game, driving the ball to all fields. Uh, the ball really jumps off his bat. His mentality, the way that he comes to the ballpark every day has been impressive. Uh, one of the things that really have stood out is, you know, Benintendi, because I really had no idea coming into spring training anything about this kid. Um, and uh, the most impressive thing with, with him has just been his ability to just to roll with things. He doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. He'll turn around um, in Atlanta in spring training in Orlando. He turned around a 98-mile-an-hour fastball for a home run. He'll hit the ball the other way. He has such a sweet swing, and he doesn't get rattled. And I think whether it's a lefty or righty, and I, on the mound, throwing hard or soft, 
Um, hitting second in the lineup for the Boston Red Sox. He's just got a really cool mentality, and it's been a joy to be around. Um, ask him how he is every day. He's fine, even when he's throwing up in the outfield or it's coming in, playing in the outfield, coming in, throwing up. That, that one day he gets sick with the flu there. But um, he's, pro- you know, he's stood out. He's been impressive. Um, you know, having Xander gone for the majority of spring training and then now starting to see him, you know, get his legs, his sea legs under him, starting to play a little bit more here. You know, he disappeared too for the bereavement. Uh, it, his play at shortstop has stood out. His arm strength, the, how he's moving his feet. He didn't do those things for me in 2013. Um, Pedroia doesn't stand out because I know what he's all about. Been playing, you know, seen him been playing for 10, 12 years. Played against for the last three years. He's obviously the heart and soul of the team, and it's it's a great feeling watching him walk up to lead off a game because he's kind of the heart and soul of the organization and the, and the team. And you know, the little guy that goes up there and fights and fights and fights and has talent and gets base hits. It doesn't matter who he's facing. So, you know, Mitch Moreland, for me, I knew what he was all about. Yeah, you broke the news to him that he was a gold glove infielder. Yeah, I knew what he was all about for three years. He, he killed us, and, and he was just kind of that quiet uh, assassin who sat down on the lineup 6-7 and just got base hits and uh, played gold glove defense. Pandas stood out. You know, no one saw Panda over the last year. So, you know, his spring training stood out. I know he's struggling right now. Um, he's the couple of hit home runs, hits that he's had have really turned games around and got us some momentum. Got us in the, back in the game yesterday. Um, well, let me ask you this, because I compare everything with Mike Trout. <laughs> That's just what I do. Uh, you mentioned Benintendi. I'm not going to compare Benintendi to Mike Trout, but we've had this narrative of there's no shame in struggling your first full April in the major leagues. Pedroia did it in 2007. Mookie Betts did it. And I think I remember Trout doing it a little bit as well. Um, and you talk about Benintendi's mentality. How is there any comparison at all there to say, hey, you know what, I'm grinding th- through anything that's going to come my way, and I'll be okay? Yeah, but different personalities. I'm, Mikey's really outgoing, and you know, you may not see it in the media side, but he's really outgoing, play, very playful, um, borderline silly at times with some of the things he says and does. And he's more when you think of, when I think of Mikey, I think of like that 18-year-old high school kid that's experiencing everything for the first time at the big league level. But yet he's won two MVPs and he's a, in a grown man's body, running around like a little kid. Uh, Benny's just real. He's straight. He's just straight, straight ahead. He's like a straight arrow. You know, not much bothers him. He's quiet, personality-wise, much more quiet, but rolls with it. And you know. Mikey Trout's the same way. If he has a bad at-bat, he just rolls with it, goes into the next at-bat. Each and every at-bat for both these kids is separate and distinct. So they have one at-bat, whether they do really well, they may hit a home run, that it doesn't really carry over to the next at-bat, So which is good because when they're struggling and they have, uh, you know, for Trout, their two-game lull, you know, where they have eight bad at-bats, where for the rest of the world it's, you know, you have 20 at-bats at a bat, 25. They don't really get high and they really don't get low. They just have different personalities and different ways of going about it. Um, the both, both are, uh, to me, and you could throw Mookie in there too, both just have that everyday mentality, and that's how you have to go about it. You can't be playing this game like a football player. You know, you have to, you know they play once a week. You have to co- go about it every day and just come, come composed, come prepared, and those guys uh, definitely illustrate that. Last question because I know you got to go because this team isn't going to bench coach itself. Um, you mentioned Bogarts, and, and people forget that you, you, you were the straw that stirred the drink when it came to developing Bogarts. I'm, I know that you won't say that, but I'll say it anyway. But you, it was interesting to hear you say that he looks a lot different, and uh, the little things that he has, has done that you noticed. Um, 
is it even more than you realize? Because every time we would go to Anaheim, we would come to you, hey, what do you think is in your Bocas? But is it even more than what you understood even last year? Well, I see it in his work, in his early work with, with, with Brian Butterfield. When he comes out, you know, I've been catching his, his ground. You know, he's been making throws from shortstop. I'll catch him at first base, and I, I just see the, the, like I said, the footwork, the efficiency of his work, and his body awareness. He's so much more aware of his body now, where his feet are under him, his arm slots, you know, pretty much the same every time. Those things weren't apparent. They weren't even around in 2013. He was just you know, a wild hair out there just trying to make plays, didn't really concentrate on working on angles. You know, he works on angles in, in, uh, in early work with Brian. I just feel like he's the type of kid that when I had him, I just kind of got him on track and then just pushed him up towards Brian. And Brian's really taken control and taken um, a good grasp of, of where he wants to bring him. And that's to be an everyday all-star caliber type of player at shortstop, a leadership position. And Bogey does that. Little things that he does during games where he's communicating with Pedroia, he's communicating with Sandoval, he's going in and, and checking the pitcher signs. Those things were not there in 2013. Like I said, sometimes I'd turn around and have his back to the field. You know, I'd turn around and look at him in the dugout and I'd say, what's he doing? And he'd be, he's looking at Pawtucket, he's looking over the fence in Pawtucket. I don't know what he's looking at, but and he's not doing that anymore. We had to put, in Pawtucket, we had to put pegs down uh, for straight away, uh, you know, Little little markers for him out on the field, just so he knows knows where to play. You know he doesn't need that anymore. And I think the maturity and the growth comes with experience. You know, 2014, 15 were really great years. I mean, he, to me, his growth happened during those years. When you struggle, it's usually when you learn the most about yourself. And I think he's done that as a player. He's understood the, the lower half and how to use his feet and and the ability to uh, make the play in the hole and use his arm and. But the number one thing that I see is his efficiency practicing. You know, he's not out here taking 75 ground balls. He's out here taking 30 to 40 ground balls, and he's but he's doing it proper, and he's doing it under the instruction and care of Brian. So um, he's been a joy to be around. And like I said, we missed him a lot in, in spring training. And when you have a leadership uh, role position gone for three, four weeks, you feel it. You know, and he went home for his bereavement. And now he's back, and it's just a good feeling knowing that I don't care where he hits in the lineup knowing that he's out in the field for you and he's behind making plays at shortstop. That's what I enjoy watching. Has Jerry Callahan asked for tickets from you yet? No. I, uh, I just point and direct everyone towards ace ticket. Like I said before, I changed my number five or six times too. Good move. Thanks so much, Gary. You're welcome, Rob. Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 Cleaners and Protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information. Every search you make, every click you take, they'll be watching you. Tired of companies like Google and Facebook watching everything you do online? There's actually a simple solution. DuckDuckGo. 
It's an all-in-one privacy app with a built-in private search engine, web browser, one-click data clearing, email protection, and more. All for free. Download the app today and get the most comprehensive privacy protection with the push of a button. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. How did one man go from the scion of a Bay Area sausage company to triple murderer? Bud Stewart was always just a little off the rails. I'm Natalia Gravich, and I explored this question and many others on The Sausage King, a new podcast from KCBS Radio and Odyssey. He would park the truck with the pig and the straw in front of my campaign headquarters. Didn't like to follow any rules. Subscribe and listen now on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.